Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Francis Bradley, owner of The Creative's Edge, a place for creative people to find ideas and support to grow your business and your ideas. And of course, she's a serial entrepreneur and a number of side hustles too. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> let's dive into it. Let's let's find out. So, where where are you with your business today, and who do you love to work with? Um. So today, I have my uh, multi six figure business, um, which is like the day to day thing. And on top of that, uh, I offer coaching to do what I do, um, without doing the things I did wrong, basically. <laughs> um, and. T- so it's for wouldn't that be a people. shit program? Here's the program of all the mistakes I've made, and you have yeah. to make them too. Yeah, basically. Uh, no one's done that before. Oh my god. Anyway, I've sorry, I digress. In these ways, let's try not to do it the same way with your business. <laughs> basically, because I've made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I've been having my own um, creative business since I was age 18 at university. It was my first one. Uh, I created a clothing brand. Uh, and since then, I've done all sorts of random things. I've created, I've uh, been a furniture designer, I, like literally anything that's mm. creative I've done. Um, but all the time when I did those things, I would create a business and, and, and then make some sort of fundamental mistake and look back at it and be like, if only someone had told me at that point, then I could have avoided all that and shortcut the process. And instead of spending five years doing this and that, I could have spent two years doing it or one year. Um, and wouldn't that be great if I could have done that f- for other people so that mm. they they then also end up making more money at the end of it, which would be great too. Um, well, that's the kind of the point. But one point you said that, which me and Katie were discussing earlier this week, and I love where these, these, these different conversations sort of come together. We all need to make mistakes. We- yeah. It's almost like ingrained as a kid. The kids don't listen to a goddamn thing we say. I didn't as a kid. We have to learn by mistake. And it's like, oh, now I have the experiential understanding rather than just the logical understanding. So with entrepreneurs, and this might be an interesting thing to sort of unpack with you. Your, as with every other course program out there, is don't make the mistakes I did. Let's fast track you. Let's have you overcome that. However, is there something that's missing? We have to make certain mistakes. It's part of growing. So yeah, but I think you can make balance? better quality mistakes, if Ooh, that makes sense. the quality of mistakes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. So for instance, I had a furniture business, furniture designer. I created something that became a craze. I didn't put, uh, I didn't put in a patent or any kind of design um, 
control over it, lost control of it. It rocketed off into the distance and I didn't make the money from it. Someone else made the money from it. Mm. Um, and that's what, that's like a fundamental thing that if I'd have done right, uh, I would have made a business that made 10 times the money that it made. I mean, it made five figures. That's fine. It's, uh, you know, it ticked along, but I ended up walking away from that business because I hated it at the end of it because I resented it because it didn't make that money. Um, mm. and I realized at the end of it also, um, that it didn't serve my why, which was another mistake again, that I, I think that other people shouldn't have to make is that actually if you set your business up to serve you, your why and, and who you are, then you don't get halfway through a business and think, God, I hate this. What am I doing? And have to start again. I mean, it's, it does give you an opportunity to learn, but I think you should be learning within one business and making that business actually mm -hmm. really pretty awesome rather than be like, God, fuck, I can't deal with this anymore. And, and, and walking away. I literally overnight walked away from it. Um, I had a bit of a, uh, a bit of a life crisis all around. Um, I lost my dad, my uh, father-in-law and a baby within a sort of two year period. So I was in a bit of a bad place at that point mm. mentally. And I just went, right, I'm done. Mic drop, leave. And, and that was it. I did. I barely got out my products and just didn't talk to anyone. And I don't think that's probably a particularly healthy thing for someone to do in life. Yeah, it's a learning experience, but I think maybe I'd rather protect other people from going through that. I mean, obviously not the death bit, that just happens, you know, life happens. But, um, but that kind of going into that dark place, I think, I, I don't think other, is particularly healthy. Yeah, I think that's the area where you need the right people around you. We need the right support. Yeah. And sometimes we don't have that. Yeah, and I didn't. Grief myself, It's it can be so tough and it's fucking sneaky as well. Yeah. And maybe you don't know why you're in an emotional state. You don't know what you're hiding, what you're avoiding. And also the decisions you're making with your business from yeah. that Entrepreneurs should never make decisions in an emotional state. I it's did. a roller coaster. <laughs> it's, we make dumbass decisions, but it's again, it's part of this. And but it kind of got me to the truth of it though because yeah. i was like you know what i hate this business and i didn't realize i hated it because i got comfortable in discomfort and i think people do that unless it's really bad you're like oh i'm all right you know or i work for someone and i don't really enjoy it but it's all right but actually no you hate it you hate your life you hate monday mornings get away from it go do the thing you actually want to do but because it's not that bad how were you able to find your passion, your why? Because I know people's whys do change. I was chatting to an amazing lady yesterday whose passion only came from once she had children. And then she tapped into, ah, now I know what it is. But before then, she wasn't quite sure. So how was it the process that whether it was a slow build or whether it was a just out of the blue thunderbolt? Well, of course. What was it for you as you found your why? Uh, it was nearly dying, actually. Um <laughs> Uh, so I, yeah, I, so I watched my dad die, uh, physically actually did. Um, and then, um, then nearly died in childbirth. Uh, I lost the baby and nearly died myself. And, um, at the end of that, I was physically, I was like, you know what I am, this is a physical low point. And I was like, if I don't change this, I am going to end up like my dad and I'm going to die at 57 and having done none of the things I wanted to do. And I went to a gym and cried at the gym owner for about uh, 
I don't know about half an hour or so I just I went in and he was like are you all right and I just went <laughs> basically and that was my eureka moment because I changed everything about my life after that um I realized I had to get fit but getting fit I realized I had to get my mind fit and mm. that what I'd actually been doing with my previous business was just just riding this descent into like depression really I think and and just generally just as systems that were just making me worse and worse and that yeah my I realized that my why is actually it is my family it is sort of being there with everyone and having people around you and it is being able to spend that time and my business at the time I would go and spend days and days making these tables out on my own and not see anyone for like a mm. week and I'd literally surface go to a shop and be like oh people you exist um and then and then I realized no actually I want to be with you I want to talk to people I can't just be on my own all this time and that I hadn't realized that how much it was affecting me and that that's kind of what took me to my why was the that actually I do I want to be with my family and then lockdown happened and it was brilliant because I got to spend ages with them I'm I'm not one of those people who hated lockdown I loved it um, so I, um, I started this business that I have now for my kitchen table and it was always designed to be small products that I could source and um, create from home and ship out literally from my living room. Um, and it took off in lockdown, like ridiculously. So we doubled month on month for six months straight. So um, and it was we became the number one seller on Etsy for about five or six of our products. Um, and we were in the top 0.1%. We, I worked out, we turned over 0.001% of Etsy's turnover. But that's that's a multi-billion dollar company. So it sounds like a tiny number, but actually that's... But it's still ridiculous. I ridiculous. love that. Awesome. Yeah, I worked it out once. Um, and we became huge overnight. So yeah, we were just piling it up in our living room and just shipping mm. it out. Um, and it was brilliant. But it was still... Um, like my daughter was packing and things and I was looking at her doing this. She was seven at the time and should have been working, but you know, school shut and then we didn't really have She time. had work to do. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really have the time for the lessons. So <laughs> we switched up the child. Um, she loves it. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, I love the idea of her being around this. And now, I mean, she's creating her own little brand. She's nine and she's created her own little brand that she wants to, she wants to put out there and I was like I and I look at her not being a particularly sort of academic child and I think and she's just so creative and I just think in a school setting they sort of write kids off like this and I'm like you know what you can you can be something amazing if I just give you some sort of form of foundation that I didn't have at her age. Okay I, I'm I want to pause you there because on this show we always talk about the, the entrepreneur's journey what's behind the scenes what's going on within within the business, within you personally. Now, I know offline we were chatting away for, for ages talking about, you know, what is going on? Oh, it's so hard. There's the, how do we focus? How do we manage our emotions and our energy? Where do we put it on? And what you, I want to, I share that because what you just said there is you're trying to get your, your daughter to align her focus, her passion, her creativity. What's the best way for her to, to work? It's exactly what you said you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, and I know. You're able to help guide this. And it's a beautiful thing to, I think, for everyone to realize 
we yeah. all probably know exactly what to do. We can coach and help other people through it. Yeah. However, the hardest to see yourself. We can't see ourselves or it's a different level, which means we consider, we think that it's harder than it actually is rather than it's exactly the same. Um, beautiful little share that. I think that's, that's, that's a beautiful nuance to what you're doing. But I also, when I look at her and I think if I can't get this right, you know, I need to, I need to get this right because I need it to work for her. I need to show her what to do. And I don't want her to be stuck where I've been stuck for years before being frustrated, not being able to feeling like you've got like this massive thing inside you and being, and being like, I just can't quite access it. It's there. Yeah. The energy's there. The, the creativity's there, but I just can't quite access the way to get it out there. And I just think that that's like, I need to crack that for her, you know, cause she's going to get to that point pretty soon. I mean, she's already, she's already decided that she wants to do all these things. Um, mm. And I'm like, hold your horses, you know, I've got to be, I've got to be in a position to be able to make those things happen well first. Yeah. Okay. This is a, this is a cool, unique challenge that you're looking through all the different perspectives that you've got as you help guide other people. And it's, we know it's tough as a solopreneur, put everyone else first, trying to work out how to help other people. And it's come from, it's, it sounds like it's your passion project. It's come from years of maybe yeah. hiding, not wanting to be seen. Um, it can be so tough. So to find your glimmer of light, to find your way out, but actually fucking do something about it. Oh my gosh. Isn't that where things become terrifying and exciting at the same time? Yeah. Uh, so to start off with, it was terrifying. I created um, I created something called the Creative Block, um, which was a Facebook group and was going to be, again, a coaching group, very similar um, to what I do now. Um, but I never launched it. I never, I never even added my friends to it because mm. I was too scared, I think, of it just not working. But then, of course, it doesn't work. And then you've, you've sort of self-fulfilled your own prophecy. What were you so scared of with it not working? I think I was scared of like not being thought of as being um, worthwhile to listen to, just just being irrelevant and ignored. I did. I've. I think this is probably if we're going to go a bit Freudian about this. I think this is probably when I was at school and was um, I was like the deeply unpopular kid at school, and I think that was probably that's probably come with me a bit, Mm. and I and I think. I don't mind being unpopular now, you know, that's not, it's, it's not a popularity contest and I'm really happy in my own skin. But I think once you start sharing something about your passion, I think you, you got that, that sort of step a bit further that you your confidence has to just extend beyond sort of what you do to who you are. And you've just got, got to expand that bubble a bit more. And I think maybe I was scared of that. Yeah, I I like where you brought in of like in my childhood this happened. I used to hate that. I used to hate going all the way back. Yeah, when, but it's it, it it's just fucking true. It's it's actually yeah. just science. We we contain so much before the age of seven that it does influence all our lives. This hardwired programming. It's safety mechanisms. You're battling biology. You're battling hereditary. You're battling societal, and everything yeah. you picked up along the way, and everything that you continue to pick up. It's it's a juggling act and all these subconscious things. So 
scared of not being seen, scared of what people might think and judgments. It's all going to well saying confidence. Um, I think what we prefer to call it emotional immunity. It's that stage to sit in rather than projecting confidence. It's holding that calm space of, yeah, I did that. Or yeah, I want that. Or yeah, this is who I am. And just being able to hold that space. Yeah, it's the holding that, part. One, the most powerful things that anyone can do. Yes, it's tough. But when you can do that, oh my gosh, you're indestructible. Yeah. I think that's what I'm struggling with the most is that holding it. Yeah. Because I was saying Ooh. to you, that I'm, I'm really high and low with things. You know, I have that energy and I get going and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, and then, and then something perks me up and then I have the energy again. And then, and then that just dissipates. So during cycles, is it, because we, we, we talk about uh, the thoughts, the logic, we talk about the emotions and what we feel, you, these ups and downs that you go through are, what is that? Because is it I, I logically, I know this logic, I get this, but is it the emotions that are controlling you or do your thoughts, do your perceptions go towards other things? And is, is that the roller coaster? Which, which roller coaster are you on? So I'm, I'm on an emotional roller coaster. If I don't get gratification, for instance, from something, I'm like, Oh, I'm terrible. Um, there was a, there was a TikTok a while back and it was like, a. Uh, if it if you don't if at first you don't succeed you know it's you know it's just a learning experience but then someone's voice comes over the cups and goes it's garbage I'm garbage I'm gonna throw it all in the bin I'm like that that that's me I saw it like two minutes in I'm like if I haven't immediately you know if my business hasn't immediately added an extra zero on the end I'm like oh it's rubbish it's pointless you know burn it down it's not working I'm out yeah yeah that's what that's me I'm I'm quite reactive <laughs> Which is why I think, which is why I've gone into the, into the coaching side, because I'm like, I, I know that other people struggle with that. Um, and, and I know because I live it um, and they live all the bad things. And so then I kind of know where people come from, you know, that, that my mental headspace is terrible quite a lot of the time. So is a lot of other people's. Um, and I'm, I'm the worst person. My, my mentor is keeps going on and on at me. It's like, you do so much and you are so good and you've got all of these things that you've done and you just don't see them. And it's just like, you are this great person who thinks that they're garbage. And I was like, well, I think probably most people feel that. Um, so but what, it doesn't stop me. <laughs> what have they been able to help you through? What is the best thing about your mentor that has, has guided you through this, this journey? Um, I think probably getting to see the the results of consistency. Um, I am more, much more consistent. I know I say I'm, I'm still bad with it. I do still struggle with it, but being able to see that 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 just adding that little bit, that little one percent every time add up, has really helped me to keep going in those bad times. Hmm. Um, and that you've got a minimum effective dose. You're saying, you know, basically, turn up. You do this one thing. And on a bad day, and that's all you do. And on a good day, you do three, four, five things. But you know, if you do, if you just turn up and do that one thing, you've done something. Um, and I, that's really helped me because that stalling is the thing that really kills me. So I'm like, I'm garbage. I won't do this thing today. And then if I don't do it today, I'm like, oh, there's no point in doing it tomorrow now. Oh no, I haven't done it for two days. So we might as well not do it tomorrow either. You know, and then Ooh, and so you're you're the queen of being able to justify your the hell out of a situation, <laughs> so that you can 
oh gosh, you can prove yourself right why you don't have to do maybe the scary thing, the hard yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I'm probably a psychiatrist dream. Uh, <laughs> and you get to share all this wisdom and these insights and be open honest with with your community yeah. your loving community which i guess is going to further accentuate all the doubts the guilt the drama that you have about yourself but also by association it's also going to help work through that to see this validation if yeah. that's what's needed so, so you're hitting two fronts there i think talking about it also, I mean, I found this with grief as well. Was talking. I, I'm. My husband went on about me for just. He was like, "You talk about death all the time for like three years straight." I just continuous. I was like, I found though that talking about things like that helped me mm. get over it and helped me process how I was feeling, so that I could put words to it. And then once you've got words to it, you sort of desensitize yourself to the problem. And I find that with the things that I go through mentally. But if you've sort of able to talk about it with people, that you it has it has no power over you after that. You know, like in um, my favorite film as a kid was uh, Labyrinth. And you, see, you you have no power over me. Um, was and and I feel that you know once you've once you've realised that through talking about it, then you've solved the problem almost, and that you 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 well, you've you've got the answers to the problem anyway within mm. you. But you've then solved the thing that was blocking you to getting those answers out. Which is where a lot of people, me included, at times like, oh, I've done all the work. Oh, grab a cup of tea. You're good. Well done. No, that's just cycle number two, recalibration. Mm. Next step is doing the fucking thing. And yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh, you mean I've got to go again? I've got to, oh, and then we'll find another way. So it's it's all good and well, but it's how to keep on going despite how to find out how to focus ourselves. Yeah. Even though you found that. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of fun and games there. And kind of picking up so that this time you're a little bit further on with it so that you're not just doing the same cycle. Uh, I think that's where my mentors really help me is that each cycle is further along and a lot further along. Um, and I think that that is the value of a mentor. Yeah. Um, which Absolutely. is where I came to with this thing because I thought, well, yeah, I go through all these things. I'm pretty certain other people go through them. And if you can be a bit further along each time, you can you can be making serious progress whilst feeling like you're making none. <laughs> yeah, and everything you pick up, everything you pick up from your experiences, from your lessons, from what you learn, you now have a direct contact straight through to, to your audience. There are different phases. There are different levels. Yeah. You get to be the, the conduit for all of this as you're going through it in real time. It's a beautiful place to be. That's where everyone can help each other. Well, that's where right I felt the sort of um, running business as well, continuing with a the business. There's so many people who do who go into coaching who they then like, this is last, this is what we did, and now you can do the same thing too. But it's not because, firstly, you can't be them. You weren't them at that point, and you're never going to be them at that point. So you can't have the this is the this is the business in a box kind of idea. Mm. You know, you, you aren't that person. But if you're continuing to run, I'm continuing to run the business and go through the problems and have the same trouble, then you, I can understand, you know, where you're going, coming from, what, what problems you've got a bit better because they're, they're my problems and my day to day, you know, I've got this customer who's pissed off about this thing and, or whatever. <laughs> and, and I, it, it's, it's congruent, you know, 
I, I've watched a few uh, coaches recently um, being quite, oh yeah, you can you can earn this and that through this system. And I was like, there's there's no system to success. There's merely just like yeah experiences and putting those experiences into uh, into your own process that works for you. I think it's your application of the system. Every system works. All these gurus, all these yeah, courses, yeah, they all work. All these things, everything works. But you're, again, what you're saying there is bringing in your expertise, bringing in your experience, bringing in your fears, the soup that you're yeah. bringing into us of all these, maybe it's the barriers. All the systems work because here's the way to go forward, but they don't take into consideration where you are, what yeah. your nuance is. Yeah. That's why some people fail. Other people succeed within the same yeah. book course mentorship whatever it is you got to meet people where they are haven't you and I think that's that's probably that's probably the key thing I think that I took away from I've I've done a few courses recently and just not like got through any of them yeah because like it's it's so easy to do isn't it you buy the course you're like yeah brilliant I mean there's one I haven't even opened I I bought the Mm -hmm. course and didn't open it I've done one where I've done half and I've done one where I've done about, I don't know, about 10% of it. And I'm like, well, the problem is me because I can't do, I can't finish the course. No, the problem's not me. The problem is, is that the course is, this is this situation and I'm not in that situation. No, the problem is that it's you. The challenge is that that course didn't rectify and didn't hold that as true. Maybe they're not mindsets, emotional, behavioral coaches. Therefore, the thing works. The ch- oh, yeah. problem is it, it absolutely is you it's how you identify what part of that is holding up where are you as you said it's meet them where they are where are you where is your challenge and yeah. how can you work through this and i was holding facts with is it the right is it the right thing were you caught up in the dopamine hits it's like ah oh, this thing will be amazing and the next one was like uh well oh, i kind of done a thing i'll put a pin in that i've kind of done a thing you what were you searching for at the time so there's oh my gosh there's so much that goes into this yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done a videography course. I'd love to be better at videography, but realistically, it's not actually that high up on my list. And I think you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll do this thing. And re- and realistically, 87 other things are in front of that. And yeah. I'm never going to get to it. It's never going to happen. Hey, the life of a entrepreneur, hustling, yeah. multi-businesses. Oh, my gosh. It is. Oh, it's glorious. It's exhausting, but it's so much fun. Hey, Francis, thank you so, so much for being here for sharing your story um and just riffing with me on the challenges that we, we all face thank you it's been lovely you're welcome look if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do where can they find you uh thecreativesedge.com and our facebook group which is called the creatives edge as well perfect everyone if you're curious or you're like hell yeah this sounds like fun go check it out and again thank you so much for sharing it's been it's been a lot of fun cheers thanks a lot welcome Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so 
please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.